welcome to worship at Trinity. It is good that we are here today. I'm Deacon Amy, and Pastor Tom is here as well. It does take two of us to fill in when Pastor Jim is away. So thank you for being here. Uh, if you're comfortable, I invite you to stand. All of your uh, music words for the songs will be in your printed handout, along with some announcements for the week. Gather together, we worship in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us join in our gathering hymn, All Are Welcome.
we continue with the Kyrie, Carl will lead us. After the third verse, there will be a short instrumental interlude while we go back to the America refrain. So listen and hum along and join us on verse four. Thank you. 
be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. God of the covenant, in our baptism, you call us to proclaim the coming of your kingdom. Give us the courage you gave the apostles that we may faithfully witness to your love and peace in every circumstance of life. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Marie is going to come forward and read today's lesson for us. Psalm 123. To you I lift up my eyes, O you who are enthroned in the heavens. As the eyes of servants look to the hand of their master, as the eyes of a maid to the hand of her mistress, so our eyes look to the Lord our God until he has mercy upon us. Have mercy upon us, O Lord. Have mercy upon us, for we have had more than enough of contempt. Our soul has had more than its fill of the scorn of those who are rich, of the contempt of the proud. The word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. Lift every voice and sing is <clears throat> known as the Black National Anthem song written by <clears throat> James Weldon Johnson and Rosamond Johnson. It's a story of struggle, a story of history of this country. Give thanks for the country that it is and hopes for the country that it can be. And uh, thanks to God, especially for carrying us through all of the times <coughs> when it uh, seems darkest. <coughs> Lift every voice and sing. <coughs> I think. every voice and sing till earth and heaven ring ring with the harmonies of liberty let our rejoicing rise high as the listening skies let it resound loud as the rolling sea Sing a song full of the faith that the dark past has taught us. Sing a song full of the hope that the present has brought us. Facing the rising sun of our new day. Let us march on till victory is won. Mm -hmm. 
God of our weary years, God of our silent tears, you who has brought us thus far on the way, God who has by your might led us into the light, keep us forever in the path we pray. Lest our feet stray from the places, our God, where we met you. Lest our hearts, drunk with the wine of the world, we forget you. Shadowed beneath your hand, may we forever stand. True to our God, true to our native land. Lift every voice and sing till earth and heaven ring. Let us march on till victory is won. Till victory is won. You know, I... I hear that song now for the second time this morning, and it dawns on me. I guess I'm not the brightest candle in the box sometimes, but it's about coming home in a profound way. And uh, so is our text this morning. It's about, it's about coming home. Uh, good morning. Uh, knowing that subtlety is one of my strongest gifts, <laughs> right next to humility, I will check my phone to make sure that it's turned off. Not that I'm trying to convey a message to anyone. Okay. <laughs> God is good. All the time. All the time. God is good. God, you're there for me so much. Thank you. It's about going home. I'm curious. Gosh, I didn't make that connection. Uh... The sixth chapter, the first 13 verses of the Gospel of Mark is where we're going this morning. I'm going to share with you the story of that. And it's a story of how the kingdom of God comes close and when the door cracks open, when the light shines through it that is not of this world, we are drawn closer to home that we don't maybe even realize it in that moment. So what we're going to look at this morning is the story of how that door can be open and light can shine in and the kingdom of God is there and it can just as easily be closed. And the kingdom of God can feel dark and remote and distant and, and powerless, powerless. So now Jesus in the Gospel of Mark has been traveling about the region of Galilee, the Decapolis, the other side of the Sea of Galilee. He's been teaching and healing and he's been inspiring people to actually believe there's hope. 
for their lives. You know, that's what hope does. It lifts us up beyond where we're at and makes us believe that maybe, maybe, there's something that can make our life better. And you just, we have to understand, the masses of people that were following Jesus, it's simple to understand why they did it, is because they were inspired to believe that there was hope for their life. It's simple. Hope beyond their broken and incomplete lives. And that is when the kingdom of God is coming close. Just simply understand that. When people feel hope, the kingdom is close. Now, I mean, we all know what a gift hope is for our life, what it means for us to yearn for that which is beyond us. The writer of Hebrews 11.1, 11th chapter, first verse, nailed it when these words were penned. Now, faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Jesus has been traveling about the region of Galilee. He's been healing and teaching, and hope is one of the gentle yet exquisite gifts of the kingdom of God coming close. Now, for the first time since Jesus has begun his three-year ministry to prepare the world for the cross and the coming kingdom of God, Jesus decides it's time to go home to Nazareth. So Mark writes, this is slightly paraphrased. I'll tell you when the gospel's done. <laughs> Jesus has decided it's time to go home, and with disciples in tow, they leave that region. Now, as on the day of the Sabbath, as is the tradition within the synagogue, Jesus begins to teach. And it is the case when the door of, king, the, when the, door of the kingdom of God opens, light shines, and the minds of listeners are quickened, and their hearts began to radiate with a spirit of hope, and smiles appear on the faces of those listening because that's what wisdom does. Wisdom makes us go, ah, and we smile. And the people rightly exclaim, what is this wisdom that has been given him? And he even does miracles. Now, there's a parenthetical insertion here that you have to understand when we talk about wisdom. Wis to say someone is, carries wisdom doesn't mean they're smarty pants. Wisdom means, wi for the Jew, the faithful Jew, wisdom is the incarnation of God in the same way we say that Jesus is the incarnation of God. So when people say there is wisdom present, they're saying God is present. This is no small thing. You have to keep that straight. And then, just as quickly, though, they say, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute. Isn't this the son of Mary, the carpenter? And aren't those his brothers and sisters whom we know as such flawed people? And just as quickly, boom, the door closes. Because the people say, who the heck does he think he is? And Jesus is shocked at how quickly the door closed and the light has gone dark. Yet Jesus still lays hands on the few who look to him with hope and he heals them. 
There is a lament. There is a sadness in Jesus' words. As he says, only in his hometown, among his own relatives and neighbors, is a prophet without honor. Now, on the heels of this seeming rejection from, from his being disqualified in his own hometown, Jesus now sends the 12 out by twos. He sends them out into the neighbor, into the countryside. He sends them in twos for word, for support and encouragement. And he sends them to proclaim that the coming kingdom of God is on its way. And they are sent with nothing other than modest resources. Go to all those and stay with those who welcome you. The end of the gospel. Thanks be to God. Now, it was the end of the summer, 1973. So for some of you young people, it just allows you to say, oh my God, he's old. (laughs) Please. It was the end of the summer, 1973. My work as a driver for United Van Lines is coming to a close for that summer. It has taken me to the four corners of our nation. I've gone to California and Vermont and Georgia and everything in between. And now, in this pre-9-11 world, my last trip is taking me to Winnipeg, Manitoba, and then west to Calgary, Alberta. And from there, I will drive back to Seattle, park my semi, and go back to seminary to finish my last year. 24 miles east of Calgary, as was my custom, always looking for a place when I'm going to go into a city that I do not know, looking for a place where I can stop and let my dog go for a run. My dog, Sir, a German short hair pointer, went with me everywhere. I see an ice cream stand on the side of the highway, huh, so I pull over. And Sir and I get out, and he does his business, and I find some refreshment. And we draw, climb back into the semi, we drive back onto the highway, and I notice the name of this town. Fast forward six months, sitting in Dr. Wally Stewart's office, Dr. Wally, who was the director of internship placements for seminary for Pacific Lutheran Theological Seminary. We sit there together, and he says, I have two options for you with a bit of a smirk. He says, one is in Pearl City, Hawaii. You will serve half-time as a chaplain in a hospital because of your clinical pastoral experience, and you will spend half-time in a local parish. I sit there and wait. Somewhat dismissively, he says, we also have a request from the Division of Canadian Missions, American Lutheran Church, for someone who's willing to go to some town in Alberta and start a mission church. (laughs) Now, Wally Stewart knew me well. I was the guy with the 1967 muscle machine. It was burgundy, black convertible, four-speed. It was fast, and it was really fun, and I was not an Alberta Prairie sort of guy. (laughs) He was writing... Hawaii, before I said, Wally, I think I'm supposed to go to Strathmore. 
At first, he didn't take me seriously, and I don't blame him. But then I shared with him the story of six months previous, of how we had stopped and Sir had gone for a run. And as we got back into the semi and drove back onto the highway, I noticed the name of this town, Strathmore, population 1,328. So he changed the papers, but he thought I was nuts. It was then, I didn't know it at the time, it was then, though, that I experienced what I came to understand and know. It's called providence. Providence is when the door opens and there's a little bit of light that shines through. And the only question is, will you follow the light or will you simply dismiss it as coincidence? Oh, pff, that's not wisdom. That's just, that's, he's the son of Mary the carpenter. It's coincidence. So off Brendan and I ventured the two of us, for support and encouragement. And while we did go with a little bit more than a staff and a pair of sandals and a tunic, at $300 a month for the first couple of years, it was not much. It was bare necessities. And like the 12, though, we went knowing that we would be dependent on the good graces of those who would receive us. And for three years, because I took a call to that church and was ordained, for three years we were the guests of this little prairie town and we truly lived by the promises of Jesus' words and the gracious gifts of the people. And then it's when I learned the old maxim that has encouraged me every day of my life. God does not necessarily choose the qualified, but he qualifies the chosen. That was my life. That's what happened. I was no more qualified than I was to fix an engine, but I got qualified. The 12 were sent with two assumptions. The sent would survive solely on the kindness of strangers. We found that out to be true. And the 12 found out that they would have faith that Jesus knows exactly what he's talking about. And we found that to be true. Now, hasn't the world changed? Unlike the 12, we worship in a well-appointed sanctuary. And we live by salaries and pensions, and as evidenced by our Pastor Jim, a closet full of sweater vests. <laughs> he heard me say that at the first service, too. I'm sorry, this may be my last service preaching, so. <laughs> but it was worth it. I just want you to know that. In a very critical way, though, we live in a Nazareth world characterized by unbelief. Now, despite the politicized appropriating of the term Christian as in a Christian nation, we live in a world that is at best disinterested in Jesus. Now, Jesus left his followers with one responsibility, just one that on one hand has nothing to do with the celebration of this day, Independence Day, the brilliance of the crafters of, of a constitution and a bill of rights, those who fervently believed in the whole notion of, of from many come one, a land free for all people. On one hand has nothing to do with it. On one hand has everything to do with that because Jesus told his followers two, one, ins one instruction, two words, follow me. That means follow me in word, an example. Follow me in a gospel of selfless love and forgiveness. Follow me in God's plan to save creation from its sin. 
follow me in trusting in God's plan to redeem creation by the new standard of righteousness, a new standard of righteousness, and it's called grace, which will become a stumbling block for the self-righteous. While we very much live in a Nazareth-like world, in a culture that is consistently willing to view God's providential moments, providential moments of light as simply coincidence, and as we live in a world that is basically disinterested in Jesus, we obviously have a great advantage, don't we? One enormous advantage that those who went out by twos did not know, that heeded our Lord's call to follow me. We have experienced the faithfulness of God in Jesus, both crucified and risen. That gives us an advantage. So like Jesus, we may marvel at the unbelief around us, yet we continue to go forth, following Jesus. Follow me. We follow Jesus. Proclaiming and practicing our faith in Christ by generously, and you are a generous congregation, generously, selflessly, serving our Lord in a broken world. It's like we've read the end of the book. We've read the last chapter. We know how it turns out. Like a door open, light has called us forth into a new kingdom, and we joyfully go knowing that we will serve those along the way. And you know what? As I say that, I am reminded, my friends, Christians should be the most freed-up people in the world, most freed-up people, because you've already been promised the conclusion of this that cannot be taken away from you. Here's the surprise. While we assume the 12 were sent out to change the world, which strikes terror in our hearts because we are inclined to say, uh, Elmer's more chosen than me, take Elmer. In fact, the 12 were sent and Jesus experienced, they were sent going, finding out that they could trust in the good graces of those who would receive them, and his word would be with them and provide for them in that moment. They went to be changed. Not to change the world, Jesus sent them that they would be changed. And what's amazing is, in terms of making disciples for the Lord, the Lord's willing to do it apparently just two at a time. I mean, who would have thunk that? Shouldn't we have a huge arena and two at a time? So here's my story. My dog had to go for a run. There was an ice cream stand on the side of the highway. By the way, I always shared with Sir. His name was Sir. Two licks for me, one for him. Two for me, one for him. <laughs> and as we got back into, the sem into that semi-tractor and we drove off into the highway, my head was turned and I see a sign that says, Strathmore, Alberta. And six months later, I sit with Dr. Stewart and I'm for, is it coincidence? Coincidence, is that it? There was only one person in that room more surprised than Dr. Stewart at the uttering of the words, I'm supposed to go to Strathmore. <laughs> and aren't we all blessed by our adventure of following Jesus? So to you this day, I say, <laughs> good luck. God's blessing be upon you all. Trust that he will be present with you in the given moments. And by the way, I can't wait to hear the stories when you come back. God is good. 
All the time. Amen. So our hymn of the day today, Rise, Shine, You People, is one we haven't sung much here. So I'm going to sing one verse for you just to kind of get to the sense of the hymn, and, and then we'll uh, stand and sing it. Um, wonderful hymn. It goes like this. Rise, shine, you people, Christ the Lord has entered. Our human story, God in him is centered. He comes to us by death and sin surrounded with grace unfounded. Now you could be brave and pull out one of those red books and actually read the notes if that works for you. Otherwise, just stand and sing. God in prayer. Marie is going to lead us in reading the prayers. Carl will lead us in the sung response, which is in your musical handout. So take a look at that. We'll sing it once. I'll sing it for you. Sing it back to me, and then we'll go into the prayers. Listen to our prayer, O God of mercy and love. Listen We pray today, recognizing our greatest liberty in the freedom provided through Jesus. Let us pray. Gracious God, we give thanks for our independence, peace, 
and for all those who have bravely sacrificed and given their lives in defense of freedom and justice. We thank you that your gracious hand has given so freely. We ask that all nations might know freedom of worship, freedom from want, and the promise of a hopeful future. God, hear us as we sing. Listen to the As a nation and people, we have not always chosen the right way. We ask you to forgive us for these times. Make us generous people, a people dedicated to love in the land of the brave and the free, a nation that actively cares for the environment and the peoples and the nations of this world. God, hear us as we sing. Listen to our prayer, O God of mercy and love. Gracious God, we pray that all followers of Jesus Christ and his peaceable kingdom would be a peaceable people seeking to live in peace with one another. We pray that hate and acrimony would give way to love in harmony. Give us wisdom to calm the increasing cycle of violence in our nation. Help us create a world of equity and the ability to resolve differences without violence. God, hear us as we sing. Listen to the prayer, O God of mercy and love. Gracious God, we hold in our hearts our prayers all those who are ill or grieve the death of a loved one. We especially pray for all those who have lost friends and family in the Champlain Towers condominium collapse in Florida. May rescuers' hands be strong. May all know your love and the love of that community that lifts them up during this tragic time. God, hear us as we sing. Listen to our prayer, O God, of mercy and love. Gracious God, give to the people of our country and the world a zeal for justice and courage to persevere as we use our liberty in accordance with your gracious will through Jesus Christ, our Lord, now and forever. Amen. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you.
taking that moment to share peace and visit with your neighbors. Um, after the service, we have coffee and cookies and other goodies available in the gym, and you can also head out into the courtyard to enjoy this not-too-hot morning. <laughs> um, thank you to Sheila and Tekla for the beautiful additions to our music this morning. <laughs> Carl and Ron, we always enjoy your music. Thank you. Here we are again. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you, Pastor Tom, for being here with us today. Always good to have you. <laughs> Our beautiful altar flowers this morning are from Al and Maya. Thank you. In celebration of a safe and festive Independence Day for all of us. If you would like to provide flowers for a worship service, there's a sign-up sheet just down the hallway left of the narthex. There are several openings in the upcoming weeks and months. Um, three weeks from today, July 25th, during both of our coffee hours, we will be celebrating with Pastor Dennis and Jerry Hansen as they retire once more and probably for the final time. <laughs> so <laughs> July 25th, we will be celebrating Pastor Dennis and Jerry. Uh, let's see, our Tuesday afternoon middle school youth group is taking a break this week. So no middle school youth group on Tuesday. If you have anybody who is usually in that, please let them know. Vacation Bible School coming up the first week of August. I always look forward to this most wonderfully fun week of the year. There's lots of um, information in the gym, registration sheets for younger kids and older kids to come and help out, and then they get to stay for the afternoon. We have lots of fun activities for middle school and high school kids. We might even get to go on some field trips this year. So anyway, lots of information, registration sheets, volunteer forms also in the gym. Uh, any other announcements this morning? Yeah. <laughs> Carl. Me. Um, yes, we'll probably fire up the Salamander Band again for uh, VBS. We hope we'll crawl out of the uh, crawl out of the swamp and see what happens. Um, but also, you might notice uh, on the on the pews and different places there a little little patina of uh, of dust this week, and it's thanks to all of the hard work and many hours spent in that. Uh, working on that uh, AV booth back there. Most of those hours are not spent by me, but mostly by Rocky and, and uh, Pat and uh, Gary. So when you see them, just say thank you. And hopefully by next week, believe it or not, everything will flow in there and it'll be perfect by next weekend. By next week. That's our goal. <laughs> All right. It has been great coming in every day and seeing a little bit more progress happening back there. Um, so I think that's all the announcements we have. Then please stand and join us in singing the Lord's Prayer.
desire to go out from this place into your own places of service and worship in the world, receive the benediction. May God bless you and keep you. May God's face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May God look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Our sending hymn this morning, This Is My Song. Have a safe and happy fourth, and go in peace to love and serve the Lord. <laughs>